welcome to Perception Vibes, where the vibe is to only be perceived by the music. There's already enough shade within the shade room, so we would not be discussing politics, news, gossip, anything of that nature, which is to be debated, if it is outside of the music and the creation of music. My name is Breeze, and this is my co-host, Shake, and we are talking about who pop your lane you know i don't know none yeah this is definitely more my lane because we gotta go back yeah so i'm definitely picking off of you today that's what's up are we ready yeah we ready we ready it's been a minute i know smack smack you need our (laughs) (laughs) It's okay though, right? <sighs> this this one is like um, a touchy subject for a lot of people. Um, <clears throat> I personally am not too much of a big fan of today's pop music. Mm-hmm. Um, it has changed. And I feel like the only way we can really discuss who popped R&B, we will have to go back to the beginning. And for me, I believe that uh, pop music began around the early 80s. And of course, you have when you go there, you have to initially start off with the king. That's Michael. Right. So... When I look at it, Michael had already done enough in his childhood. And I want to say based off of my research and being a fan of Michael, you know, I was born in 86. So, you know, that was considered, that would be considered old school for me then for, Mm -hmm. for Mike being in his childhood. So I believe he expressed that. Pretty much everything that he did with the Jackson 5, that was considered R&B. So as he got older and wanted to go solo, it was more about him wanting a new sound. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> you had the ending of the disco era and him wanting to get rid of the disco sound. And then he came up with pretty much what I believe is pop music, beginning with Off the Wall with him and Quincy Jones. That was like the beginning of the pop era. The album song Off the Wall was more of a like disco kind of feel with an R&B vibe to it. And then as you get more into the album, you got Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. You know, all of those things still kind of give you the R&B feel. But then when you have songs like She's Out of My Life, you know, that's a pretty much to me a ballad you know a love song so that gives you the r&b feel 
can't help it. That was an R&B feel. But then it's like when you get to his other albums after that, you got Thriller. Thriller came out. Yeah, three years after Off the Wall is a completely different sound. Everything on Thriller was pretty much a single. Everything. But it was more, you know, Mike, Mike was upbeat very upbeat and i i feel like that was that that is the sound of pop music is to be upbeat you know happy-go-lucky type of sound how did you feel about mike i think mike for me is family music you're able to legit bring together a crowd of people and listen to Michael Jackson and that's that's your whole like line dance type of thing like your cookout you know I think when you hear Michael Jackson automatically it takes you to a different era you know Mm -hmm. I don't think we could ever recreate anything to that extent I don't think anybody will ever. We got today's era with this whole, um, like, I just seen something about Drake. Drake breaks records for the most top 10 Billboard Hot 100 hits with, mm-hmm. the, um, with the song with DJ Khaled. Um, I don't give a shit. Because, but that's- because you have streams. Right. So I I don't, I don't really give a shit anymore about a billboard award or anything to that, to that nature. Because as of right now, I feel like it's a popularity contest. Mm -hmm. This is why I always say that nobody will ever be able to touch the world with music like Michael did. Right. For him to be in that era of music and have the the masses flock to him the way that they did based off of music and music alone, that speaks volume. I feel like it's kind of hard now. I feel like now it's just... It's it's about entertaining everything. It's, it seems like it's about everything but the music. What do you think streaming does for an artist's talent? I think that's more so for the business side. It's not necessarily speaking for your talent. How do you break the chain to explain to someone of the streaming generation that music should be the judge of you know who's top 10 whatever whatever versus how many times they're played i feel like this generation you're not going to be able to answer that question with Mm -hmm. them it's it's going to be a consistent battle about you're wrong when if they haven't been a student of music and really put themselves in the creative aspect of it, like really trying to learn 
what those before them had to do. They don't really care. I feel there are some that still do. And then those are the ones that you can have those conversation with. But for the vast majority of it, they're looking at, oh, they got a billion streams in one day. Like, if you even take a look at the old corny-ass 6 9 bullshit, like, you you did a bunch of bullshit just to grab everybody's attention doing dumb shit. And for whatever reason, this world right now likes to flock to drama. Mm-hmm. It's not even about the music because... Let's be honest, if you really listen to that music, that music is bullshit. It's trash. Mm-hmm. Every generation, there is going to be the older people who's going to say, well, that's not how my music was and, you know, that. But I feel like when it comes to the 80s, the 80s babies and beyond, I feel like we have a more closer gap in the in the music that we listened to at when we were growing up versus what they're listening to now when they grow up. So a lot of the music I don't tend to put down because I kind of understand. Like I sometimes have to put myself, well, okay, Shake, what were you listening to when you were 14? Mm-hmm. What were you listening to when you were 17? What were you listening to when you were 20? So it's like, okay, I kind of understand that. Okay, I can compare this to this is what I was listening to then. But then I feel like it was still about the music for me. Mm -hmm. It wasn't about the, um, oh, I just seen them put up a viral video two hours ago. Let me go listen to this new song that they put out. Mm -hmm. That kind of thing, like, you know, Okay, of course, we didn't have social media and those things like that when I was younger, but I can understand why they do certain things that they do. To be honest with you, I feel like it's harder for those who are truly talented and are truly trying to be all about the music to come across when they don't have the, the gimmicks and the bullshit and those things that make you go viral to grab people's attention. I I think it's a little harder now. So it's almost like you have to go ahead and buy into it just so you can get your name buzzing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As much as everybody um, says about the shit with Will and Jada and August Alcina, a good portion of those people who listen probably listen to his album only want to go listen to the album because of that drama, just to see if there was some other stuff in there to go with what he put out. Mm. Like that that's what it is. So when it comes to Michael, you he can't be touched. I don't care who you are. I don't care. I don't care. So when we speak about Michael, it's like he start like you said, he started with R and B when he was with Jackson Five. We know those we know those songs. Mm-hmm. And then when he went out on his own, it was like, No, I'm going a completely different direction. Mm-hmm. And it worked. Mm-hmm. How is it or is there anyone else 
that you know of that's able to do that? Like you know them for a certain sound and then they switch it to a completely different lane and it worked. No, I I don't have anybody offhand that I can say completely switch their song and they, it worked for them. And to reach the level of Michael or somewhere around the level of Michael, because even if you look at Janet, his sister, Mm -hmm. I believe that he had already laid the foundation for what you should be reaching for in those times that she just followed suit. Now she had her first album that was managed under her father. And I don't think that went well, but then once she came out with control with the whole thing of, I'm not, I'm not going to allow my father to manage me as far as music goes. And I want control of how I want to sound. Then that's when she went off into her way. I feel like Janet had more, more of an R and B feel than Michael did. Like Janet was pop, but she was also R&B. My favorites from Janet are always the, the nasty ones. So you, you, get, <laughs> you look at, uh, you know, funny how time flies. You have um, Someday is Tonight. You got Anytime, Anyplace. You got That's the Way Love Goes. You got Moist. You got Discipline. Like Janet got a, got a few in the cut. Like if you only just been watching Janet for just from TV and videos and things like that, like the Miss You Much and um, Ifs, you know, those type of videos, you know, that was, that was the pop Janet Jackson, the, um, the escapades, the all rights. Those were um, the pop Janet Jackson. But when you when you get down to that meet and greet of it, uh, Janet has some Janet has some stuff on there. Man, let me tell you, you had me on the bus. People thought I was like, I don't know, I was kind of like the cool the cool one because of my music. When I would bring the Janet Jackson, like, moist and stuff. People was like, what? <laughs> they, what? Janet, they were sleeping on Janet. Like, Janet is an icon, but you really got to be a true fan to know Janet really has some shit. Warmth. Yes. Nasty. <laughs> you got me in trouble so many times. Bad influence, y'all. Bad influence. No, no. I was opening them ears, opening ears, because it wasn't even about what she was talking about. It was the whole package of the song. Like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, some people may even argue that um, vocally, she may not been have strong. You know, especially when you look at when you if you try to compare Janet to like Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. Two different lanes of vocals, but they both were successful. You never got a Janet Jackson and a Whitney Houston collaboration because 
they didn't that didn't go well with them. Janet was like like you know I said Michael laid the foundation. They were entertainers. Like Janet gave you a show just like Michael gave you a show. Like you were going to get an experience. I think that's why um, certain pop songs work for certain artists because then you are allowed to give your fans the show because. Mm-hmm. It may not necessarily be how you sang the songs. It's about the experience that I can get when I come see you live. That's how I feel about pop music. Cause you know, if you if you nine times out of ten, if you have a bunch of a bunch of upbeat tempo songs, then you are able to, you know, you can do like Jenna did and have like the the carnival kind of feel or you know you can um have the whole stage full of dancers like Michael and Janet created the new experience for fans because if you look at the 70s you did have the big bands but it was everybody playing all the instruments that was the show to see everybody collectively play those instruments in the wild costumes the mm-hmm in the 70s laid the foundation to give you the experience so then when you got mike you got mike dancing mike revolutionized dancing and being an artist and being able to sing and dance for the duration of the show and you still he still sound like the song that was the beginning of that so for jenny and, and michael it was like okay we're giving you an experience when you come you you gonna see a show and then mm-hmm. Janet gonna bring somebody up on stage and and on one of them slow songs and 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 give you that experience of what it might be like to have a night with Janet Jackson. Like I feel like that's where she started that for future artists because mm-hmm. the thing I don't know anybody else who was doing that sort of thing at their shows before, mm-hmm. and I don't know anybody who was dancing the way Michael was before Michael. When you spoke about Janet and Whitney vocal-wise, do you think, like taking that piece, do you think that music now or artists now are too comparable? Meaning that they sound the same? Yes. Yes. You don't have anybody that, that sounds like Mike? You don't have anybody that sounds like Janet. You don't have anybody that sounds like Whitney. They try, but you don't. Do we want that? Do we want what? Do we want to have another Mike? Do we want to have another Whitney? We don't want to have another Mike. We don't want to have another Whitney. What we want is quality music. Okay. That's what we want. Like, okay, in today's pop, um, I argue I argue with a lot of people about Ariana Grande. Mm-hmm. Because Ariana Grande reminds me of Mariah Carey. What? Let's be honest. Let's be real. Okay. Ariana Grande does have the vocal range of Mariah mm-hmm. And Mariah Carey just being the diva that she is, and and you know she's not really going to go ahead and get that go of yeah she sounds like she can sound like me, but then it's like okay, Mariah, 
you also, when you came out to some people, you sounded like Minnie Rippleton. Mm. So um, I feel like that's where the battle of the battle of the artists or the battle of women comes into play. It's like, um, I'm not about to give you no props on you sounding like me. But at the end of the day, some people might love a Mariah Carey and an Ariana Grande collaboration. I would only because of their vocals. Now, okay. as far as music, good luck with that. But yes, I I feel like she sounds a lot like her, and it took it took me a minute to even start to enjoy her, Ariana. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm not really that much of a fan of the 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 upbeat tempos. They they make you feel like I don't know. It's just sometimes it'd be too damn happy. Like <laughs> I'm on, I'm happy, but I ain't like no, I ain't like that. Okay, I, I'm not. <laughs> So, okay, where would you place Ariana Grande if she decided, you know what, I want to switch my vocal range to R&B? She does give you R&B songs. The God is a Woman gives me R&B and pop. With that, okay, before we even go there, define, truly define pop. And truly define R&B. In all actuality, pop music is just short for popular music. Okay. It's just what's popular. And to be honest, I feel that if you break down popular music, really, it'll take us into a whole nother debate about Things that I really don't want to debate. Mm -hmm. But if you know, you know, kind of thing. (laughs) Yes. I'll I'll leave that debate for not PV, but it's deep. So a lot of the times, if you really pay attention to popular music and the way that certain things sounds, a lot of the time, what some may consider pop may work for certain artists, but won't work for others. Like, for instance, if you heard, if God Was a Woman, Ariana Grande song, was given to Ari Lennox, do you think it will work? No. Absolutely not. If God was a woman was given to, if it was given to Summer Walker, do you think it will work? Let me hear this song again. (laughs) Let me hear this song again, just real quick. And I'm not even talking about, I'm not talking about as far as what the lyrics are saying. Right, right, right. And how the song is sung. I'm talking about the beat. If those be if that beat was given to anybody else, would that song have worked? You, you love it all, you, you love it all, 
know because I think that the way I mean that's it gives you R&B sound or R&B vibe yes but it's still a pop song yes okay yes yeah I see what you mean you do I see what you mean even even if you was to look at um, Mariah Carey, when Mariah Carey first came out, that was to me considered pop music. And then, yeah. and then it was like once once she switched over, because I believe she had a management switch as well at a certain point. That movie, the movie she came out with. <laughs> oh, okay. See, that's when I got hip to Mariah. I am embarrassed. <laughs> Come on, I'm just being honest. I remember that movie. I remember that. That's our cousin's favorite movie, and that's how I remember Mariah Carey. Honey? Wait, you mean glitter? Glitter. Glitter. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Oh, baby. I'm sorry, y'all. Yeah, that was early 2000s. No. Okay. Oh, I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm about to say, come on now. See, I have to go back. I have to go back. I have to go back. Yes. You're right. You're right. Visions of Love to me was an R&B song. Um, I don't want to cry. Like, like those songs to me were um, the beginning for Mariah and those were the pop songs, the pop ballads, because I f- Mariah came out after Whitney, right? Whitney came out in the mid-80s. Yeah, Whitney came out 85. So you had, you had Mike coming out and going solo in 79. Then you had Janet coming out in 82, the same year, uh, the same year that Mike came out with... Um, Thriller. So you got Mike 79 off the wall, Mike 82 with Thriller, Janet 82, then you got 85, Whitney, Mariah comes out in the 90s. Mm. So they've already laid the foundation of what popular music is supposed to be because Whitney had the uh, greatest love of all that was a ballad. You know, Whitney with You Give Good Love, Saving All My Love, and How Will I Know. Those those were pop songs. Yeah. So, and then, but for me, I'm sorry, but one of my all-time favorites from Whitney is a pop song. I'm Your Baby Tonight is my favorite Whitney Houston song. Y'all can have I Will Always Love You, mm-hmm. have those if I if I get in the mood to listen to Whitney, the first song I'm putting on is "I'm Your Baby Tonight." What was my song from um from Bodyguard when she was um the vi- the the video that was playing in the background? Oh, yes, that's another one. I I do love that. Run to you. Yes. 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 That that's one of my favorites as well. Like Whitney for me is the exception that that's like one of the exceptionals that I have as far as ballads go because she sang the hell out of them. So, okay. And you still have not answered the question. 
You gave insight on the question, but you didn't answer the question. What's the question? How do you define R&B and how do you define pop? Pop music is popular music. Okay. That they create around an image and then pop music to me is what's on the top 40 that you only find certain artists on. Mm. R&B. You know what? Fuck it. Let's just be. Pop music is for the white people. R&B is for the black people. If we, if we really going to go ahead and get into uh, perception vibes and, and really be authentic about ourselves, I got to just go ahead and keep it a buck. To me, popular music is the shit that you give the white people that you know for a fact that's not going to work for a black artist that has more talent. There, there are an occasional ones that do have the talent, such as JoJo, which I cannot stand the fact that she will not sing R&B because it works better for the tone of her damn voice. Ariana Grande can sing the hell out of a song. I love her voice. I just do not like the music. All of it. There are some songs that I do like. Like her last two albums, I'm talking about Ariana, her last two albums were good. I'm always going to listen to her because I love her voice. I'm always going to listen to JoJo because I love her voice, but I can't stand the fact that there are some white artists that sing these songs in, and Justin Bieber is included as well, that y'all put yourself out here as um, y'all, y'all grab our, our attention. You grab the black uh, attention. You grab our attention by giving us these R and B songs like Justin Bieber with Yummy, and then you listen to the damn album, and then it's nothing but pop songs. That's not what we were expecting when we listened to our songs. This is why I feel like streaming be cheating, because you're not being honest with your fans. You give us this little funky ass shit, and then we get we you grab our attention, and then when we go listen to the albums, you get the damn streams because we don't took the time out to listen to it, and it's not even what we expected it to be. Pop music is for those artists. R and B is the uh, Ari Lennox and the the Janae Echos and you know all of those things because if you give Janae Echo some of these some of these beats that y'all be giving artists like JoJo and Ariana Grande that shit ain't gonna work for them. It's mm. like let's go ahead and just keep it a buck. It's not it's not gonna work. I ain't even gonna. I'm not even gonna cap. I just gonna. I'm gonna be. I gotta be honest because this. We not we not we not gonna dance around nothing no more. I'm not even gonna do that. I'm that that'll that'll be setting up failure for us as our podcast and being honest. Like that's what it is. Popular music is for white people. R&B is for black people. But R&B is is the open all. If you got the talent, if you have the talent, if you have the voice, if you have the tone, if you have the production, if you have the songwriting ability, we going to accept you with open arms because all we give about give a damn about with R&B is does the shit sound good? Popular music is, okay, yeah, you can have a little bit of tone, but can we put a gimmick around you? Mm. Can we put a gimmick around you? Mm. 
But when it came to Michael, Janet, Whitney, Mariah, they had pure talent. They have pure talent. Who's on? Who is who is the top people right now in R and B? I mean, um, who's the top people right now in pop music? Um, Ariana Grande. Rihanna is pop. Yeah. If you want to be honest. Yes, Rihanna is pop. You're okay with Rihanna being pop. When it comes to Rihanna, when Rihanna first came out with the Ponder replay, and then you you put the whole um she's from Barbados, she's from the island kind of thing. Um the my first initial reaction to Rihanna was, oh Lord, here we go with another Caribbean artists, are y'all just gonna really put her with all of these Caribbean songs? I didn't think that was gonna be fair. But then as the years have progressed, Rihanna gave you some stuff. Rihanna, I, I like Rihanna. I'm okay with Rihanna because Rihanna again, she got a different tone. She got a different tone. Who sounds like Rihanna? Right. Nobody. You can have those songs like Umbrella. Those were pop songs. What else did she have? Disturbia. Yeah, Disturbia. You know, Wild Thoughts gave you the, you know, gave you a feel. R&B to me is feeling. Okay. R&B is all about feeling. How does, how does this song make you feel? Mm-hmm. Pop music is what's going on right now. That's mm-hmm. what pop music is. What's going on right now? What's the hottest trend right now? That's why you you'll you'll see a uh, a Caribbean type vibe or um Afrocentric uh, Afrocentric type vibe song on the top forty because that's what the trend is right now. That's what the trend is. Whereas R and B is is all about feeling. At least that's how it is for me. It's about feeling. Mm-hmm. I feel like when when Jay Z initially had Rihanna in the beginning, he, he made some good moves. He made they make they made good moves to, together as far as how her song her sound was. Yeah, you had the S and M, those things like that. But see, my favorite song Rihanna was like um, Skin. Mm-hmm. That gave me a um a pop feel, but I was okay with that because it made me feel a certain kind of way. It was like, ooh, that that's that's a nice vibe, mm-hmm. you know. And then I did enjoy. Um, I, I pretty much, I pretty much would listen to Rihanna when I was with certain people, but it the only I think the only album that I really played that I enjoyed from Rihanna was Anti. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Anti was the one that I actually, like, if I wasn't around a certain person, that I would listen to Rihanna by myself. But it was always everybody else who may have been a fan of Rihanna, then I would listen to Rihanna. So, as long as there's a happy medium of R&B and pop, 
uh, songs that an artist put out, you're okay. Yeah. But if it's just strictly pop, keep it over there. It depends on how it sounds. Okay. Depends on the music that you give me. Because if you give me a pop album and I can really like listen to it from beginning to end, or I got at least it, I got at least half of the album that I enjoy musically. Like, not not I mean, not even caring about what it is that you're singing about. Mm-hmm. Music and your voice and the tone and everything, the the way that it was mixed and all of that, then I have no problem with it. I have no problem with pop music. It's just that what I have a problem with is if you give me that R&B song as your single or that R&B song that you're promoting, you give me this false, you give me this false narrative that you about to give me an R&B album and I get excited and then I listen to it and then all of it is I don't want (laughs) I don't want to hear that. Now, when you just gave me this, like your 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 single and the first song that you roll out for your promotion is is you know supposed to grab my attention and get me prepared for the album. This is why a lot of people album I overlook based off of whatever the first song that you rolled out. Like, Mm-mm, I don't even like that song. I'm not even about to waste my time. So, how many singles need to be put out? For you to say yes or no, you only need one really for me. If if it's good, if it grabs my attention, I'm I'm going to listen. Like even okay, I said I said the thing that I said about Drake earlier, um, about what the song with him and uh, DJ Khaled that just came out, the pop star. I I actually like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. And it has grabbed my attention, like, okay, what what are you about to roll out with, Khaled? Because I, you know, I feel like because DJ Khaled is a DJ, that, you know, he's he's pretty much going to give you the songs that he feels should either be on the radio or you should be uh Playing in a club or something like that. That's that's what I get. That's what I've always gotten from DJ Khaled. So he's gonna give you the hip hop feel or the R and B feel that he may feel is supposed to be on the radio. But that grabbed my attention. Just like when he came out with "I Got the Keys," you know, all of those songs. Like I think he has his formula down to where he can grab people's attention. So. I would even put DJ Khaled stuff as pop music because it is. It's popular music. Mm. But it's hip-hop. It's hip-hop, but it's popular music. So while we're on hip-hop and popular music, Nicki Minaj, when she converted her music, and not even converted, but merged her music with pop, Pissed, pissed me the fuck off. Throw away. How do you come up with Howard Juco Barbie 
with what you were doing with that, and then you give me super bass. How? How? So do you think that artists need to just depend solely on the lane that they came out with to grab the white audience? How, how, how can a rugged Nicki Minaj grab the attention of a white artist? I think it was kind of tricky for um, Nikki because of the fact that we were still in the beginning stages of the streams that was still fairly new when she came out. Because what that was like, what oh nine, twenty ten, mm-hmm. around there, something, something. Mm-hmm. So. You had you you still had to sort of play the game in order for you to see that success. I feel like that was a business money move. What am I going to do to get the best bag and continue to keep getting the bag? But then I'm a, I'm gonna sprinkle a little over here with the features. I'm going to still give you that. But for the most part, you gave me a pop album, a pop rap album. I was pissed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I can't. Don't none of you barbs try and come at me either because I don't give a damn. I was pissed. That's not what I was going to expect from her. But then it's like I understand it because it was like, first of all, where was female rap going at that time there was nobody out at that time so she had to do what she had to do to maintain her lane but kudos to you I'm glad you did that I'm glad you got your bag but it was like I think my favorite Nicki Minaj album was the pink print it it was still too many pop songs on there for me with that like I absolutely Hate pills and potions. Ah, uh, dang! I don't like that at all. I was expecting for her to sing. Yes, I do enjoy her voice when you know when it when it's merit for her to sing. But it you you didn't give me. The, the songs that I thought you were going to give with your voice to be able... You, you pretty much were the female Drake. But I feel like in order for you to compete with Drake, you had to go pop. And then that's, that's where the whole the battle of the sexes come into play. Because as soon as everybody really started paying attention to Drake then that's when it didn't matter what the hell Drake did, it was going to go. So you had she had to figure out what her motion was going to be in order for her to stay on top. Yes, she can rap the hell out of everybody, male or female, but when it came down to the music part of it, you had to go with the pop side in order for you to still maintain that success of those men. 
So I get it. I understand. But it was like, damn, did we really have to do that, though? Mm. Did we really have to do that? Yeah, you did. But no, you didn't. No, you didn't. Yeah. When it comes to who popped R&B, when did we come back? Because you you broke down the timeline of Mike started it in the early 80s. Mm-hmm. Then it was Janet. Then it was um, Whitney. Mm-hmm. Then Mariah. Mm-hmm. When did R&B come back from pop, the pop era? That's a good question. When did it come back? When did it slow back down? I don't think it has. What I think happened was, well, are we looking like from a BT standpoint? Or are we looking from, like, how are we looking at it? Are we looking at who reached who? Because, you know, even if you, you look at it, Beyonce is considered pop music as well. I don't think we really received an R&B album from Beyonce since her first solo album. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Beyonce started out with Destiny's Child, and that, to me, for the vast majority of the album was R&B. So I, I kind of feel like Michael and Beyonce had kind of like similar timelines. Okay. They started out as a group doing strictly R&B with an occasional pop song here and there. But then when they broke out on their own, that's when they was like, okay, I'm creating my own song. So like Off the Wall gave you... um. Off the Wall gave you the end of the disco era, some R&B. Thriller gave you nothing but pop, you know, with the videos, the short film videos and all of those things. He gave you an experience where as Beyonce started out with Destiny's Child, Beyonce came out with Dangerously in Love and that was R&B pretty much through and through. You know, Baby Boy was kind of on the the pop the um the reggae and the r&b side it was like a collective of things mm-hmm. out with baby boy and then you had um crazy in love um that was the pop song but then you gave me speechless yeah oh so you don't know nothing about speechless do you because you're giving me the head like you don't know nothing about speechless and i'm about to Ooh, I'm about to bop you upside your head. You don't know about Speechless. I didn't give solo Beyonce a chance until... I don't know. We about to fight. I don't know. And you want to know why? Because I was a Destiny's Child fan. Like, you know. I know. So when she went solo, I was mad. I was upset. I was hurt. My heart was broken. Oh no! So I did. I didn't. I didn't. I listened to Crazy in Love. That was cool. That was cute. But I had to. I had to start from like two albums after Dangerously in Love, and then go back to Dangerously in Love. That then. That album, from beginning to end, even with the whole pop songs and all of that, but the go-to 
for that album for you Beyonce haters out there is yes mm-hmm. you be with you is uh just a sample of Boosie Collins I'd rather be with you mm-hmm. so and then you got signs like them the top three for me oh and speechless I'm sorry I'm sorry I I'm sorry, I gotta fix myself. It's speechless first. <laughs> speechless is first. And then you got yes, uh, signs and be with you. Them them the R and B songs right there. Right. She gave you balance. You got balance. And I've I feel like that was the beginning of her formula because since then she has pretty much given you balance. Mm-hmm. and pop even when you go onto the album it says pop mm-hmm. it says pop so the, the next the next album after uh, Dangerously in Love was B-Day that solidified the whole popped you went truly pop then yeah with B-Day yeah whole that whole thing but see there there you go right there when b-day initially had came out i wasn't feeling it i was pissed off i'm like how you go from dangerously to love and give me speechless and yes and be with you and do you give me this shit but then it was <laughs> It took for a ride where I was with someone and they had that album playing from beginning to end and it made me sit there and like, you're going to listen to this album. And when I did, I'm like, oh, okay. I like the pop. I like pop Beyonce. I'm like, okay, okay. okay." I do. I like the songs where I can feel like I can dance, you know, like single ladies, you know, that was my song, single ladies. Um, we can even talk about uh, even on, um, what's that on dangerously in love? Check up, check up on you. Is that the name of the song? That wasn't, um, dangerously in love. You talking about, um, yes. No, that wasn't um that wasn't dangerously love. That was, I believe, on the Austin Powers. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, I'm wrong. Pink Panther. Yes, yes, okay. Pink Panther. Yes. See, I like I like those songs and I think it's because it kinda took those songs took me back to when she was with Destiny's Child. See, that's the thing. That's, this is why I say that it has to be a balance. With Beyonce, as far as pop goes, it's like comparing it to the Mike, Janet, Whitney, and Mariah. You got the tone, baby girl. You have, you have the full-on package. You have the entertainment. I know when I come to your show and I pay my money to see your show, I'm going to get an experience. And it's going to be live. You're not lip syncing. You're going to give me what I expect to see from you. So that, that's what I mean by balance. Mm-hmm. You got to give me balance. But then on B-Day, you gave me Kitty Cat. Come on. Let's go, little Kitty Cat. That's still R&B, hip-hop feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
balance people let's balance the music out if you want me to enjoy your pop music we need balance you can't give me the one song of the r&b feel and then i go on there and then everything else is no you gave me this smooth vibe and i'm over here like "Mm, what is this (laughs) <laughs> what is this <laughs> you understand what i'm saying i got you i got you because who else would we consider r&b but they're really pop i'm gonna just say that chris brown is pop mm-hmm. and i don't know i've been saving this conversation for a future episode because i know you're gonna attack me you think so i'm sleep on chris brown Oh, I'm asleep. Really? Like if we have an episode where we talk about men in R&B, he would not be in my list. Oh. Now, that is not to say that his music is bad. That's not to say that at all. Oh. I enjoy some Chris Brown songs. You you know what? To be perfectly honest with you, when... Here we go. This, this it all it's all full circle. Come on. So when here's an example of you came out with a song and I wasn't going to listen to you. When Chris Brown came out with Run It, I'm like, I'm not listening to this shit. I'm not. I'm not I'm not gonna listen to it at all. But it it took our cousin. <clears throat> this was when, when Chris Brown came out. They were still buying CDs. You still had to go to the store. And you could still go to the store and put your headphones on and listen to the entire album in the store. We went Christmas shopping. And they they was so, oh my God, Chris Brown, Chris Brown. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't see it. I don't understand what the hype is. So then we went into the store and they had it on display so that you can listen to it. I put the headphones on and of course I skip run it. But I was listening to everything else because I believe what you had take you down on there. Popping. Yeah, no, wait. Yes, that's his first album. That's the run it album. Chris Brown came out strong on that first album. Yes, he did. He really did. You can even say the single, I don't know your name, but excuse me, miss. Yeah, yeah. you from across the room. Yeah. And then you had, um, Ain't No Way. Yeah. That was my song. I like that one too. And then you had, um, If You Ain't 21. Mm-hmm. That one. The the teenage love, like. Yes, yes. He had it, like. Okay, so remember when we talked about it and I said that you had the intro and then usually you come with the second song and if you come with an intro, usually the second song is either the single or something strong. This is, Mm -hmm. this is an example. Run It was the first, uh, first song on the album because he had an intro and then you follow it up with your second single, which was yo. So that's how you get, that's how you grab the attention of that. But yeah, when I first heard it, I'm like, no, I'm not listening to running. Yo was okay. But my go-to was winner. Baby, you a winner. Mm-hmm. Like, 
that that what caught my attention. That mm-hmm. wanted to hear. That's funny because I was gonna say popping. Me thinking of your sound profile, I would have thought you would have been obvious and say popping. I like popping, but I like winter better. Interesting. Winter would if I wanted to listen to the album, I would go there first. But yes, popping yeah, that da, 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 yeah. yeah. It's like, all right, bet, let's go, Chris. And yes, it allowed it allowed kids to be freaky. Yeah, so I mean I, I had to change my thoughts on it. Like, yeah, you came up with that that single, okay, it caught everybody else's attention, but it didn't catch mine and I don't, don't want to listen to it. Cause you gotta think about like when when he came out, he was sixteen, but I was nineteen. So mm. I'm like, mm, do I want to get this kid a chance? Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But then, all right, back Chris. And then ever since then, I've always given him a chance. But there are some Chris Brown albums that I don't really care for. I do consider him more pop. And I would love to have a lot more R&B, but I also feel that he also falls under the umbrella with with Beyonce and, and Mike. You're, you're going to get an experience and you can't mm-hmm. really have, you know, there are some R&B artists where you could just stand up in front of the stage and, and because your vocals are so strong, um, that you can stand up there on stage and not have to give me a show. For example, mm-hmm. Jill Scott, Jasmine, mm-hmm. D'Angelo, or artists of that nature, Erica Badu. You don't have to give me the song and dance and, and jumping around and got dancers everywhere. That's not what you, you need to do. Those are for the pop artists. When you go to those type of shows, you're, you're there to hear them sing. Mm-hmm. Whereas everybody else is, I want to be entertained by you. But I'm, I always gravitate towards the R and B songs on there. So if you don't give me enough R and B songs on there, then I'm just gonna, you know, back then it was just I'll take those songs and put them on a on a mixtape, mm-hmm. make a playlist. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get to get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Make sure you join Anchor. For all your podcast needs. Mm-hmm. So that I don't have to listen to your your pop songs, you know, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And since, you know, they having this whole debate about uh, Chris Brown and Usher doing a versus, like, I think everything pre- Confessions for Usher was R&B. Everything after Confessions was pop. And Agreed. After Confessions, I ain't really too much jig with Usher after Confessions. Mm-hmm. Because it was too pop for me. You know, some some of it, it was, okay, if I heard it while I was out, 
you know, I might, you know, and I'll enjoy it. But for me to listen to, no. I enjoy Usher more with the like the trading places mm-hmm. uh, vibe. Even the There Goes My Baby, you know, he did occasionally. Like, he's another example of what pissed me off. Mm. You come out with a There Goes My Baby, and then I listen to your album, and then I got, baby, let me look. I don't want to hear that. Uh. <laughs> um, that's not the usher that I grew up on. Like, I've, I've been with you since the very beginning, bro. Like, where is the R&B? Like that, so so Usher will be an example of he switched up his whole sound. Like Usher really did switch his whole sound. All right, you chase the bag. Kudos to you. Go ahead and get it. But me as been who been riding with you since when Diddy was producing your first album to all the way up until Confessions and you did a complete switch. I was pissed. Okay, I was pissed. I was real upset about Usher and his switch. Yeah. But then you then you turn around and, and then you give us no limit. And it's like, okay, you got it in you, bro. So you coming back or not? Right. Where's R&B? Where is it? And I'm not a fan of that song with him in LMA. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. And now and and then there goes another example. If that's what the vibe of Confessions 2 is going to be, I'm not going to listen to it. I'm going to give it that one li- that one go through just to see what you did. But if it's that type of vibe or if it's that type of vibe where you give me that pop feel again, I'm not listening to that album again. Like, I, I'm, I'm really setting... First of all, you calling it Confessions 2, so that's already strike one on, okay, I'm going to scrutinize the hell out of this album. Second, you came out with that single, and it's like, mm, no. Yeah, y'all, you're, you're, they're saying that you're trending on R&B channels, but, but come on, really, like, what's really on R&B music right now? Mm-hmm. It's going to be. Of course. So, no, don't give me that. Is there, because there's so many different branches of R&B, is there a name for pop R&B? Or are you just going to call it pop and leave it in that category? I think what they're doing is just calling it pop and leaving it in that category. For you, would you create... For me, no, because I already feel like we have too many labels as is. Yeah. It's it's too many. You you go scrolling and, and you look up under genre and what what I am tired of is them putting hip hop under R and B and giving it credit as R and B just because it's a rapper that chooses to uh make it melodic and have a feature does not make it R and B. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of going to see and you got little baby or you got somebody of that sort under R and B. That's not R and B. That's rap. That's rap or that's hip hop. That's not R and B. Let's stop that. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going, when I scroll to go to R&B, I'm looking for singers. I'm not looking for artists that use auto-tune. Mm. 
because that's all it is. Like, because you have a melodic song with melodic lyrics, you're considering that R&B, and I think that's cheating. That's not fair to those who are really R&B. What was it? What didn't they have somebody um, that was kind of a rapper in an R&B category for an award? Like how? Yeah. How? How we doing that? That ain't R&B. What would you consider? Uh, what what's her? Lizzo? What kind of music is that? I'm a little confused on her. I feel like <laughs> I feel like uh, Drake and Nicki Minaj really fucked up the game with this singing and, and uh, the singing and rapping. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to categorize it. I don't know what to, that would be a, a miscellaneous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why be great till I gotta be great? What what did they put that? I don't know. I know she won for a female R&B artist on the BET Awards. Again, it's like because she had a, a melodic because she has a melodic tone. Is that is that what qualifies it as R&B? Yeah, I never listened to her music. Uh, I've heard it. And and if it wasn't for the fact, I mean, if I'm going to be honest about Lizzo, is that um, if it wasn't for a movie that I came across, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it in, mm-hmm. I probably never would have. I was already on that song because of that. I didn't know who that was that was singing it. Mm-hmm. I think it's more so because she has a following. Like, I'm not saying that her music's bad. It's just that I don't really. It's not for you. Not for me. No. But I don't, I don't feel it's R&B. Yeah. From the, from the few songs that I overheard, I, don't, I wouldn't have never put her in the category of those nominations. Like, and for her to win over those nominations is like. Like no, and they're not they're not gonna make up no new category, so therefore I feel like you're cheating. You're cheating the, the true R and B artists when you do that because I don't I don't consider that R and B. I'm going to so enjoy it because I'm gonna get on, on that um that Grammy boards. I'm gonna be getting on all them award boards the award show boards because it's time for them to start making some changes because it's ridiculous. Some of these awards they be giving out to certain people like that. No, that's not what that is to me. Mm-hmm. A lot of these um, people that, that are receiving these awards, like how did you feel that that was? Yeah. Story? Yeah. I don't, I don't get that. Who else is pop that you don't really that you would think is R&B, but it's pop. I mean, you know, we have the debate about Kehlani being R&B or pop. Kehlani, to me, is pop. I feel like she want to be R&B, but she keep giving us pop. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to know, what, what do you categorize? They put her under R&B and so I don't. Yeah. I don't feel that that's R&B or so. Oh, yeah. They do put her under R&B and so. And a lot of her, I don't know. 
I may come off as a Kehlani hater when we have these conversations. And it's because her voice to me is too robotic. It's annoying. I can't connect to it. Like, it's just like, uh, turn it off. When you have a song, like when she was on Morning or something like that, it's just like, okay, this like a sexy vibe. She come on here. If I, if I, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> Tell her to stop. The only song that I listened to from Kehlani before this last album that she put out was that gangster song. That's the only song I ever gave a chance. I don't like that song. I have to listen to Kehlani sometimes when I don't want to. (laughs) She all right. She, She all right. I did enjoy the last album. But before then, it was like, why do I, I don't, why do you put her on? I don't want to hear her. Yeah. I, I just don't have anything that I can connect to when I listen to Kehlani's music. Like, that, I don't think that's hating. It's just, it's not for me. Yeah, not, that, that may be. But that, that last album, it was like, okay, she, she growing. Yeah. I, I, like I said, the last album... I was able to give it a run through without saying no, turn this off. Yeah. Turn it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, and I feel like, you know, again, I feel like it was because of the music. Mm-hmm. Had music on there that fit her. Mm-hmm. So a pop artist, can they come over to R&B and you say, okay, cool. I like you over here. You can stay over here for a little while. Yeah, if it fits. Like if Jason Derulo came out with an R&B album. I thought Jason Derulo was R&B. I think he's pop. I don't listen to Jason Derulo enough to know what he is. I had a Jason Derulo song that it was like, oh, let me go listen to him. Because he's pop. Too much about him. Yeah, no. Yeah, he's definitely pop. He has to be. Really feel like people who are R and B and switch over to pop is only chasing money. Yeah, he's pop. He's pop. He's pop. Yeah, he's pop for sure. That's the one dude that's been on Instagram doing all them dances and stuff, right? Looking like a fool. Mm. <laughs> right. That's the only reason why I know who Jason Derulo is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll give you an example of who who is pop, and I feel could switch over to R and B. The Jonas Brothers. Mm, okay. Or or what's his name? Nick? Okay. I feel like he can give us an R&B album. And I will be like, oh, okay, I'm going to listen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can see that. Yeah, that, that's where I feel. Yeah, you can, you can do that. Because he can sing, so. And he, ha- he can have an R&B tone. He doesn't necessarily have to be pop. I think that's just what worked for them because that's the that's the the fan base that they tend to gravitate towards. But mm-hmm. they could give they could do a crossover and go over to R and B and give you that that popish vibe. I had um, one day where I was watching 
like the BBC live shows, mm-hmm. people singing, and uh, came across them singing the um, "Sucker for You." That's a pop song, but it's I like it. Mm-hmm. It's not something that I would listen to all the time, but I can respect it. Like it's a good song. Even Justin Bieber, like you gave us "Yummy," but then you you went back to the normal pop stuff with you know those days like you justin could give us an r like a full r&b album and i will be okay with that mm-hmm. let's see i think i think for me like when it when it comes to artists like that i'm gonna still compare you to what i first got from you so i'm not able to be like yes let me bump this r&b justin bieber i can't <laughs> I can't. I think I think if if the music fits, like for instance, when Trey Songz had the song with him and, and he came and did when Justin came and did the remix, like Justin gives you um, so, uh, you might get a couple R and B songs on there, but I would like to see a full R and B song from him. The song was Foreign when he did Foreign. Which oh, okay, yes, yes, okay. Like okay, you you can, you can do it, right? Why not just give it to us then? It was like, all right, I see you, Justin. Right. Mm-hmm. Hold tight. Hold tight. Hold tight. What's that? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm like this, is Justin Bieber. That, that's what I'm saying. They be playing. Yeah. Be playing with yeah. it. If you're going to try and give some R&B songs, then give us a, a, a full R&B album. Mm-hmm. Give us a full R&B album. Like, I think, you know, with, you know with, with the ones that I said laid the foundation for pop music, I felt like it made a lot of people feel like that was the way that they had to go and they didn't need to. But then when you look at the nineties, when you had like Jodeci and, and Mary J. Blige and Faith Evans, like they, they made you change. It shifted back to R and B then. I think that's why the nineties was so loved because there was balance. You still had the pop. You still had certain people that wanted to do pop, but for the most part, R&B was strong, really strong in the 90s. Mm-hmm. You were a group or not. Who gave you that balance back? In the 2000s, in the, um, the teens? Well, no, starting with the 90s. That's um, I feel like uh, in Vogue gave you balance of R&B and pop because when you look at songs like um, Never Gonna Get It, that was a pop song to me. Mm-hmm. But then they gave you um, the song from the Set It Off soundtrack, the uh, What's This Gonna Be? That was, right. that was R&B, so that was balance for me. Mm-hmm. To be honest, um, I, well, Mariah did give you balance in, in in the 90s because it was like the beginning of her career, she gave you um, pop music. 
you know, towards the later years in the 90s, she started giving you a balance. Like when you got, I feel like One Sweet Day was R&B, but yet it was pop with them and Boys to Men. I think Boys to Men was about a good balance between pop and R&B with like, you know, the when they came out with Motown Philly. And mm-hmm. then they gave you End of the Road. That was, to me, that was pop. But then when you listen to the album, you got Lonely Hearts. That was an R&B vibe. And then the Uh-I, that was R&B. Mm-hmm. So that, that's where their balance was. And then um, the next album you had, um, they had I'll Make Love to You. Mm-hmm. But then they gave you 50 Candles. I think a lot of people slept on that song. That was a real good R&B song. You don't know nothing. I don't know nothing about Fifty Candles. Okay, I know End of the Road. See, see that, and that be the thing because they be so caught up in giving you those those pop songs or those songs that was gonna go on the radio back then that you missed those types of songs unless you bought the album. What about artists like Bobby Brown and Belle Biv Devoe? I felt like New Edition was pop with a, a hood feel. Okay. You had the, when they first came out, the Mr. Telephone Man, that to me was pop R&B for the, for the 80s. And then as they got older, then you got the Kingston and the Rain, that was R&B to me. Mm-hmm. But then you got If It Is In Love, that was, that was pop, but it gave you a kind of an R&B feel too. Mm-hmm. And then when they split up, and then Bobby did his thing. Bobby gave you a balance of both of the R and B and pop because you got it's my prerogative. That was pop. Mm-hmm. But then you got Tenderoni. That mm-hmm. was me, and that was balance for you. That was balance. But then again, it, it goes to, you know, it was the song, the song, the music, it was good. It's my prerogative. You, you love that, you know, that bass line and you love that, how that sound. And then, you know, the Tenderoni, you know, he, he gave you a different tone in his vocals for that. Like it worked for them. So if you, so basically if you're going to give Shake pop, Give me some R&B tendencies within that pop song. Yeah. Yeah. Give me at least an R&B bass or 808 or not something. Not necessarily that. It's just give me the feel. Okay. Give me the feel either in your vocals. This is why I say I, I enjoy Ariana Grande because you still give me vocals. Mm-hmm still give me that tone you still give me the harmonizing okay you just need an element of r&b in the pop song it's something that's going to gravitate towards me to say okay i like that so that when i do get in those moods where i want to hear those up-tempo songs i be i can be like okay Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. eric billiger gives me certain stuff that's a gives that gives a pop feel, but because it's just a R and B vert, a R and B song that you sped up a little bit and made it up tempo. Mm. 
So occasionally I may be in a mood to listen to it, but that's not necessarily what I'm looking for. Okay. And then you have like artists, songwriters like The Dream who gives you pop songs like Umbrella and and things like that. And um, he has certain pop songs on there, but for the most part, it's R&B. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about Sierra? Sierra was pop to me, but she had there was a balance with her too. I will put her I will put I put Sierra with like Janet Jackson. You don't really have like you know, you can sing, but your vocals aren't like a Jasmine Sullivan. Mm-hmm. But you can make great songs. Mm-hmm. So like Promise was a pop song, but it gave you an RB feel. Mm, interesting right that that whole album of evolution that was a balance of r&b and pop Mm -hmm. when you look at sierra it's uh she's going to give you an experience because you know when you go see her live she's going to be dancing her videos she's going to be dancing so she falls under that category as well i'm not looking for sierra to sing me uh, sing to the top of the moon. She's gonna give me what she's gonna give me. I be expecting more from her. Yeah, body party. Yes, body party. I was like, okay, Sierra. Like that. That's the type of vibe that I be wanting from Sierra. Mm-hmm. You know, the one two steps goodies. You know, her first album that was a good solid album. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a good balance of both. She has been consistent with giving you a balance of both, but shit like level up, I'm not rocking that. I haven't listened to a Sierra album since the Evolution. The Evolution was my favorite album. Yes, that was my favorite album as well. I liked a couple songs from the Sierra album. That's the one with Body Party. I like the song with her and Nicki Minaj, that I'm out song. That was a more popish song too. With Sierra, I think it was the first three albums that I really paid attention to. And then everything after that, I really didn't care too much about because it was too popish for me. It, yeah. nothing, nothing connected to me. Yeah. As far as what she was putting out then after those first three albums. Mm-hmm. But I did enjoy Body Party. Mm-hmm. Oh, like Omarion. Omarion pisses me off sometimes too. Mm-hmm. He can give you a balance of both, but I prefer the R&B because your vocals gives me R&B vibes. Like I, I don't, you know, I did enjoy Touch, but it's not something that I'm always going to listen to. So when it comes to the dancers like Sierra, like Chris Brown, like Amaria, how do they, that's basically the type of music they have to make, I guess, because that's right. what they do. They dance. Right, right. So they have to give you that. That's not what I'd be looking for from them. Mm-hmm. Vocally, and the way that their songs are mixed and the way that they can harmonize, 
like they can harmonize. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for the R and B vibes, and I don't. I don't even think they don't even necessarily have to be super slow. It's just I tend to gravitate to those more, to where okay. I, I want more from them of that of that type. Now let's go back to the '90s real quick and touch on vocals and pop music. Christina Aguilera. Girl, if Christina ever gave us an R and B album, I would I would have been so damn happy. Now, okay, with Christina, it was you came out with Genie in a Bottle. Mm-hmm. Genie in a Bottle was not considered pop to me. I took oh. as R and B. Okay, fucked with Genie in a Bottle that. Was my shit? You grabbed my attention with this R and B song, and then I went to your album, and it was like, no, mm. uh, uh-uh. uh. Even the um, the song that was on the Mulan soundtrack. Yeah, you know that's my song. Like vocally, mm-hmm. and give you an R and B album, but she never gave you an R and B album. Pink. Is another one. Yes. You came out with that R&B song, There You Go, and then you had this whole big old argument that that's not what you wanted to do, and then you switched over to pop. But vocally, vocally, you can do it. Yeah. If Pink gave us an R&B album, I'm going to listen to it. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, she has Pink has evolved into this, you know, acrobatic show to where... Some of those songs may not work. It, it works for her. That pop feel, that rock star pop feel, that's what Pinky is. That's what she has established herself to do, and that, that's what's given her her success. But vocally, Pink could give us an R&B album. Mm. She could. Justin Timberlake is another one. Piss mm-hmm. off. Pisses me off. Now, I was a fan of NSYNC. I did like NSYNC, very popish. But when Justin broke off for his own and you came up with Cry Me a River, like, come on, how you get with Timberland and you doing Cry Me a River and you don't give us a full R&B album, you give us pop, like, vocally, vocally. Mm -hmm. Then you come out with Suit and Tie. You come out with those kind of songs, like, Come on, like, where is the R&B album? Why can't you give us an R&B album? Now, what about a song like What Goes Around Comes Around? That's a pop song, but it's still, it, it's, it's a balance. You still got an R&B feel. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You still, you still got an R&B feel with that. Mm-hmm. Justin and Timberland, they make, you know, they mesh well together. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like when when Justin and Timberland got together, that was going to be the new, you know, how it was with him and Genuine. Mm-hmm. That's how I thought. But, but he stayed pop. He stayed pop. And then I felt like once he got with Justin, I felt like Timberland caught the pop bug. And his production went a whole different way because mm-hmm. 
you felt what that success was from having those big hits like that with somebody like Justin or um, what's her name? You know, the Nelly Furtado's, you know, when he when he was in that bag, that bag. Right. You, you tasted that success of what pop music can do because it it's able to reach the masses because of whatever the way the system is set up. You swayed away from the R&B and you ain't been back since. Really? Mm. But you came back with, you know, with Tiana. So it's like, are we going to get more of that from Timbaland? I like R&B Timbaland. I like Aaliyah. Like, even Aaliyah. Certain songs, she had balance too. When she came out and she was, unfortunately, with R, with R. Kelly, with the AJ, nothing but a number, it was, it was R&B. That whole album was R&B. And then she came with one in a million with Timberland and it was R and B. But then after that, it started to, you started to balance out with pop and R and B. And then, but it worked, but it worked. It still worked for her because she's, she falls under the category with Sierra, Chris Brown, Michael and all of them. You're getting a, you're getting an experience. She's gonna dance. She's gonna do all of that. You're gonna get the videos with the dancing and all of that. That that that's cool. It's a balance. So why didn't it work for Usher? Because he gives you a dance and a show. Because Usher went too far left. Okay. Usher to me, Usher went too far left. Okay, after I mean after confessions, you had here stand, which gave you love in the club. And trading places, right? Mm-hmm. And let me uh, love you gently. Mm-hmm. But then you had moving mountains. Yeah, I didn't like that. This, this right here, the song. What's your name? That's too far left for me. It's corny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like why. But then you have Love You Gently. That's the usher that we want to hear. That, that's like a, a continuation from Confessions with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then you had Raymond versus Raymond. You went, oh my God, what will I am? Mm-hmm. That's too far left for me. That's too far. Okay. But then you had There Goes My Baby. And then you had Lil Freak with Nicki Minaj, but that was a that was a balance. That was a balance between R and B and pop. Okay. That was a balance. What about uh what about Daddy's Home? <laughs> it was a okay, so with Daddy's Home, I didn't like Daddy's Home, but it it was a balance. It was a okay. Good, it's just one for me. Okay. Yeah, that that was okay. It was a it was a good balance. And then um yeah, with with um Raymond versus Raymond, you had Mars versus Venus. That's the usher I want to hear. What about um Pro Lover? Yeah, I like I like that's not pop, that's R and B. 
That's something like a uh, bad girl. That would be like, yeah. And then there was too many damn songs on there that didn't mesh well. Yeah. And then after that, you had you had verses where it was like, you only gave us nine songs and there was nothing really on there to really nothing. You just had There Goes My Baby. And then that DJ, DJ got us falling in love. Oh, you went way left. Yeah. You went way left. With Looking for Love. Mm-hmm. Album you had Let Me See with Rick Ross. That was a balance. Wait, which album? Looking from looking for uh myself, I'm sorry. Okay, okay. That had Let Me See with um Right, right Rick Ross. The reason why I like Climax is because it gives you a roller coaster of emotions. Mm-hmm. And Focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Focus. Otherwise, I don't even think I ever heard any of these other songs. No, because it was too far left. And the Hard to Love album, um, it, it took me a few listens. If it wasn't for somebody playing it all the time, I, I really wouldn't have cared too much for that album. But that was a good, solid album. It still wasn't fully R&B, but it was a good, solid album that I don't think really too many people listen to. But when you go from what you gave us the first, like even 8702, and that what it was called? 8701. 8701. When he came out with 8701, that was a balance. You had a balance mm-hmm. um, of R&B and, and pop. Or do... No, wait a minute. I think 87... I mean, you don't have to call it's still R&B. That, that was a balance song. Mm-hmm. Be considered pop because, you know, you know, dancing and all of that. Yeah. But but you you went from all of those albums before you know with with the bedtime and from that that album you know my way and all of that that your first four albums were solid ass R and B albums and then you started going way left yeah it's almost like it's almost like you you strayed away from what you really are good at to chasing the masses. Yes. You don't have to chase the masses if you have the talent. Yes. And that's where you get upset when you say you you're upset with the artist is because why did you have to go so far left? You don't have to, I feel like you don't have to go so far left. Not when you have a name for yourself already. I feel like what the problem was, was back then, you know, because you were on a label, you were signed to a label that unless you produced what they projected you to do, or if you didn't produce what it was that your advance was or what 
they said that you were going to make off of this album or what they wanted you to make off the album that they weren't going to push it or if they felt like this trend of music this is what everybody is doing right now and because that artist over there at that label came out with this sound of music you over here at this label this is what you want to do and then there was so many changing of the guards with all of these different labels that you had to please them in order for them to put your album out because back then if the label felt like it wasn't going to do anything you your label your your album might have got put on hold so they had they had to please the label Mm -hmm. as i feel now you don't really have to do that so this is why I'm I'm putting it out there that I I need R&B to let's let's get back to it being a either a balance or we going we going back to R&B. We don't like even if you look back back in the day, you know, they had the bands and things like that, but everybody ain't had to have no features. Mhm. Um, it's like now if you ain't got a bunch of features on your album ain't nobody checking for it like who who said that that's what we had to do now like or are we really chasing the bag like okay i'm gonna be on that person album i'm gonna be on that person album this person over here gonna pay me to be on a album to drop a verse like it's it's all about like they chasing they chasing money instead of chasing the creativity of who Mm -hmm who you vibe with and who you don't vibe with because now is, Oh, I got a song. I want you to do. I'm going to send it to you in the email. Send me the verse back kind of thing. Like, I think that's a miss. I, I think that's something that we're missing. Like, let's get back to organic music. Yeah. Let it be. It- Let it be. I see you in the hallway at the studio and you know, you come vibe with me for a minute just to see what I'm working on. And if something catches your eye, oh, let me hop on it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So whoever popped R&B, let's go ahead and reel it on back in. Reel it on back in and let's let's smooth it out a little bit. You know, we had our fun. We danced a little bit. The party was cool, but now it's time to chill. Now it's time to get back to all things love. Yes. All things love. Because the masses, or if you if you really pay attention, we need to get back to the the family part of it. You know? Yes. You you being in love with whoever you being in love with and the ups and downs of being in love, being married, having children those things like i feel like that's where we should be headed towards with r&b mm-hmm. let's let's get back to the love let's get back to the love agreed i'm tired of dancing okay <laughs> we need we gotta get back to a reason to be happy yeah let's let's have a balance that's all I'm yeah asking. i'm asking for a balance because you know these kids this generation this generation right now they want to dance and that's understandable but 
like I said earlier, our generations are, are so close when it comes to the music thing that we have to find the balance. Mm-hmm. For those who do want to dance, for those who do want to do the TikToks, who, who want to do all of that, all right, that's cool. But also give me a balance of I want some, some R&B, some chill, some smooth vibes. Let's have a balance. Yeah. Let's have a balance. And I'm not even saying to leave it all to the young kids because I can't stand that. Music is not, it's not age bound. It's not. Y'all make it age bound. Right. The business makes it age bound, but it's not. It doesn't have to be. We can all coexist together when it comes to music because music is universal. Mm -hmm. With it being universal, we need balance. Yes. So when we get to the balance part of it, we will be great. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you guys for being with us today on this passionate discussion. I'm glad that we were able to break the ice of Shake B because <laughs> I felt like I felt like you were holding back. So that's why I had to bring the question back again. I was like, no, nah, say to, what's real. Wanted to keep on pushing. That's all right, though. It's all right, though. Say hey, what's real. And you gonna you gonna say what you want to say. People gonna say what they want to say, regardless. But I I gotta be honest. I gotta be honest, and that's what we're gonna keep pushing for in this podcast of perception vibes. Like this is our perception. This is how we perceive the music, and this is how we enjoy the music. It's not all about negativity and how I hate this and how I hate that. No, it's like let's see what it is from all points right let's have a discussion yes tell me your perception give me some insight on what it is that you like about certain songs and maybe maybe it'll change my mind that's what perception vibes is about all day if i don't like it change my mind then yep Cause I do it for Shake B all the time, y'all. Trust me. Uh, everybody, I, I get called a hater a lot, and it's not even that I'm hating. It's not. It's really not. It's just I'm looking at it from all standpoints, not just because the masses is following it. It's never going to be that way for me. I enjoyed this one though. Yeah, definitely enjoyed this one. Definitely. Make sure y'all uh, listen to us on Spotify. Apple Podcasts and Anchor. Thank you for joining us today. Yes, yes. <laughs>